Next on BYU Sports Nation, why the West Coast Conference is not a lock for Gonzaga basketball. Or is it? One decision that has opened it up for BYU. Sort of. Pitcher Riley Gates is in studio to discuss the Cougars' big weekend in San Diego and the inspiration he takes from his sister on the mound. Plus the 18-time West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week, McKenna Bowl of BYU Softball, and Harvey Longy being drafted before Jamal Williams? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Daddy's got to go to work. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, April 19th, wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton. I am teamed up with the world's first 12-second movie reviewer, Jerem Jordan. So this is a new thing we're going to try today. So we went to Fate of the Furious yesterday. The eighth movie in that series. Wow, uh, for one thing. So we're, I, I'm going to give a review of the movie in 12 seconds. Half of the NBA shot clock. Can you fit all of that goodness in 12 seconds? Of course I can. Start the timer. The Rock, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham in a fight scene on a plane holding a baby carrier. Fast cars, Cuba, New York, Russia, submarines, ice chase, Charlie Theron. What's not to love? Wow, I think you did it in faster than 12 seconds, Jerem. Uh, yeah, Fast and the Furious, baby. Okay. <laughs> Charlize Theron is the big sell at the yeah. end, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, it was fun. It was fun. It was entertaining. I was, we laughed a lot. We laughed so much because they just stopped trying to be realistic. In the third one, maybe. This was it's been a while. so over the top. <laughs> it was so over the top. Your 12-second movie review. Jason Statham in a seconds. fight That's all scene we're give you. on a plane holding a baby carrier. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Okay. So another part of this will be this. On the BYU spectrum of athletes, yes. who is the movie? Does that make sense? Ah, yes. How would you rate it on the BYU athlete spectrum? Lots of potential, mostly thrilling, predictably unpredictable, frustrating at some points, but a lot of fun and very entertaining, so I name it Taysom Hill. Oh. Fate of Furious is Taysom Hill. Is Taysom Hill. Yeah. This is a unique movie review. One at 12 seconds, and yeah. then you compare it to a so, BYU athlete, former or current. It actually ended up being like a minute, but the timed part was 12 seconds. Because <laughs> we're still talking we about We sell the 12 seconds, right? <laughs> The 12 so, seconds are what matter so most. This spring and su- this summer, uh, you know, into the fall and winter, if there's a movie that we see and we're like, hey, let's do the review, it'll be a 12-second movie review. That movie was worth Everybody's every Everybody's got penny. time. You've got time for 12 seconds. That movie was worth every stinking penny. And luckily it was $5 Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> but that convenience fee will get you. It was actually 6 $540 million grossed in the first weekend, by the way, for Fate of the Furious. Impressive. A star-studded cast. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell! Come on! It's impressive. <laughs> it was so uh, just so ridiculous. So ridiculous that it was fantastic. And on that note, bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. We've got some more ridiculous leading off our headlines. NFL.com's Chad Reuter released his six-round mock NFL draft this week. Listen to this. Harvey Longy projected as a third-round pick to the New England Patriots ahead of Jamal Williams, a fourth-round pick to the Houston Texans. That would be quite the deal if that happened. 
No one. He, Chad Root is the only one saying that Harvey Langan would go ahead of Jamal Williams. Thus, Do you see that? It's ridiculous, right? Or is it? I, I won't call it ridiculous, right? But eight days from now is when the, the draft is. Nine days from day two when a BYU g- What g- does go. he know? Who did he talk to within the Patriots organization that was like, yeah, Harvey Long is the real deal? Yeah, he talked to Kyle Van Noy, obviously. That's who he talked to. Hey, number 21 BYU softball hosts Southern Utah tonight. Eight Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the apps. Cougars are looking for their 11th. Straight win, BYU pitcher McKenna Bull, who's the WCC Pitcher of the Week for the many plethora time. Yawn. Yeah. She's going to join us coming up in Studio B later in the show. She's awesome. She's the all-time everything in BYU history in the, in the circle. She was rocking some sweet specs on Friday night as well. Oh, yeah. She's like wild thing now, man. BYU baseball had their game with Utah canceled last night due to Whoa. rain. Hashtag safety first. Oh. The game will not be rescheduled. Double boo. The Batcats head to San Diego to start a three-game series with the 26th-ranked Toreros tomorrow. Pitcher Riley Gates will join BYU Sports Nation in about 15 minutes to preview a very big weekend. The Dominic Toreros? Is that what you said? Yes. The West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Nigel Williams-Goss from Gonzaga, has declared for the NBA draft and will sign an agent. So, he gone, baby. The Zags return two starters from this year's national runner-up team. More on this coming up in What's Trending. Ah, uh, yes. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, brought to you by Ahern Rentals. Your next job is our priority. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The St. Mary's Invitational? I like St. Mary's to win the conference, and I think BYU sneaks in at second, and at Gonzaga third. Whoa! President Coach Steve Cleveland was the first to say it on BYU Sports Nation, and he's not alone. Blaine Fowler recently joined the party. Two West Coast Conference basketball insiders have declared Gonzaga not the favorite if Nigel Williams-Goss leaves for the NBA draft. Well, hello reality. As we just announced moments ago, Goss, the West Coast Conference Player of the Year, will sign with an agent, and he gone! Headed to the NBA draft. But can we just chill for a minute? Does one guy make that much of a difference? I don't know. Maybe. Next question. What does it mean for BYU and the rest of the WCC? Which brings us to a third question, which has major Twitter ramifications for this show. Who is your favorite to win the West Coast Conference Hoops title next season? Why? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Why for life? Zag, St. Mary's, and the way, way, way down the list is a distant third-place team. BYU gets a tiebreaker over USF for a third spot. It's not an ex- a very optimistic outlook for BYU. Yeah. Uh, use the hashtag BYUSN. I think that Gonzaga is still the front-runner in the league. Mark Few has shown that he can reload. Remember last year at this point, we didn't know about – Zach Collins being this good, Nigel Williams-Goss being this good. Well, we knew Nigel Williams-Goss was good because he was the Pac-12 player of the year. But we didn't mention his name a single time a year ago on this program talking about Gonzaga. We didn't know what the makeup would be. We thought they'd be good. We didn't know they'd be that good. So who are we at this point, just like last year, to, to not think that Gonzaga could reload in this way? They do this every year. Let's not be duped by Randy Bennett's squad. What about two, what about two is, years is ago? The king of this conference. What about two years ago? Who won the who won the tourney that year and went to well, the Sweet Sixteen? St. Mary's won, won the league. Won Gonzaga. 
Congratulations. What did it get him? It is got it, him the NIT, didn't isn't it? Isn't that we're discussing, though? Who's no, your they favorite were, to win the WCC Hoops title? Yeah. St. Mary's did it two years ago. St. Mary's could win the reg. That's cute. Isn't that what we're discussing, though? Or are we talking about the tournament championship? We didn't clarify. Gonzaga is the king of this league. I still think they'll win the reg. And the tourney. Mark Few's the man. Think, think of this league as think of it as Kansas in the league. I thought you had Kansas learned your lesson with St. Mary's. You overlooked them last year. Not overlooking. You're underlooking Gonzaga. That's what I think. Because they lose Zach Collins, Nigel Williams-Goss, Shemek Karnowski, and the grad transfer from Cal Williams. Or no. Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. Matthews. They, Williams is back. Who's yes, back? Yes. Who's back? We Williams? Were, we asked this same question But there were last only year. two last year. There are four yeah. prominent players from a national championship team that are gone. Yep. Yep. So why would St. Mary's, who was very competitive with Gonzaga when Gonzaga had everyone? Well, well, head to head, no, they were. Yes, they were in Moraga. They were competitive. No, do you know the score of that game? Yes, I do. What I watched the whole game in Moraga. It was not close in those two. It was not close. It was too close in Moraga. It was a competitive game. Ten point game. Oh, that's not competitive. Scratched itself. That's not competitive. Yeah, it was. It was close close. in Vegas too. An eighteen point loss for St. Mary's. Doesn't matter. Gonzaga is the king of this league. Mark Few reloads. He is so good. I didn't say he does. St. Mary's is really good, too. But they're good right now, and Gonzaga will have a transition year. With this much turnover, how could they get to the caliber of a team that they were this year? They with, won't. With that much. They won't. But I'm not saying they're going to be in the final four. But St. Mary's is a top 20 the team. King of this league. St. Mary's a top 20 team. You think Gonzaga is pre- still better losing four guys than St. Mary's? I think Gonzaga's going to figure out a way to be the best team in the league. Wow. You know why? Because history tells us this is the case. Don't Gonzaga, overlook the Gales. Gonzaga has won. I'm not. As the champion. I'm not going to undervalue the league, I the think, champ. I think you the are undervaluing St. Mary's. Do you know who the commissioner of the league is? It's Mark Few. I know that Lynn Holzman is the actual, com- like, the commish. But the, who, who is the power player in the league? It's not Randy Bennett in his oversized suits. It's Mark Few. Randy Bennett <laughs> brings back the most experience. They lose one starter from a team that was top 20 for the majority of the season. They're going to be dang good. And they will win the regular season. They will win the conference. I just Who does, who does Gonzaga bring back? They don't have any we, grad transfers waiting in the wings. We didn't answer. Well, the, the grad transfers happen a little later in the summer. It's not right now. They haven't even graduated. Sorry, they don't have any transfers school. like Nigel Williams-Goss, the WCC Player of the Year, waiting in the wings. He came from Washington. We knew what he was. A year ago, we didn't know that Gonzaga would be this good. I thought that they would win the league. I knew they'd be good. At I, this point last year, we thought BYU could compete for the title. Like, we were way off. Who's, who's we didn't starting? Know, we didn't know that Jonathan Williams was going to be this good. That Nigel Williams, Jonathan Goss Williams good. is good, but he was a role player. He's not a. He was a starter on a national runner. Yes, up. you're right, and he was starter. great because there was attention everywhere else. Nigel Williams Goss made him great. He made everybody around him great. Williams isn't a guy that's like, oh, he's your go-to guy. And who else? Perkins. Williams would start. Perkins, Perkins going to lead BYU or lead Gonzaga to a championship. Perkins was the starting point guard on a Sweet 16 You're right, team. Right, but who was, the, who was the most important person on that team? Nigel Williams. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying Perkins is the MVP of the league. I'm saying, what has Gonzaga done for the last 20 years under Mark Few? Figured out a way to win the league. Except when St. Mary's won it twice in the last five years. Yeah. Which is what I think is going to happen again next year. Yeah. 
Gonzaga, I think Gonzaga is my preseason favorite. The, wow. the idea from Cleve that BYU would finish higher than Gonzaga is pretty wild, right? Plus, all of this is contingent upon whether Eric Mika returns or not. If Eric Mika doesn't return, B- I think BYU's in third. BYU might be in third even if Eric yeah, didn't returns. Yeah, you didn't you say you think they finished third even if he does return? Yeah, but if Eric Mika returns, you got a shot at competing for second. I, I think first is still... As long as BYU continues to lose to non-St. Zaga teams, you ain't competing for a conference title anytime soon. But if you can start to tighten that up, now you're in a position to where you can finish with one or two losses in league, which is pretty crazy. And you're a top 25 team, by the way, if you do that, in all likelihood, at the end of the year. Jock Landale, Calvin Hermanson. I know they're going to be good. Nar. Yeah. They're so good. They're so loaded and disciplined. And they're like, well, you lose Rayhan. He... He no, was just I, one not of a bunch a, of good players. I've not said a single, single thing about St. Mary's not being awesome. Next you year. still think Gonzaga is better than them, though. I just don't get it. I don't right get now, it. as currently constituted, it's hard to imagine, right? Yes. But, but last year at this time, we had this same stinking but it's combo. A di- it's a totally different and then, year. And then Gonzaga went to the Final Four. Yes. Like, I, like, what? But they had Karnowski coming back, who was healthier they than didn't, ever. They didn't know if he would actually be back. He right. had to get a medical redshirt. He had just had back surgery. He's 7-1. There were so many questions with Gonzaga. It all came together. It all came together. But they That's lose, what I'm saying. They, were, they lose they four fig- guys. They Four. Yeah. They figure it out. Four starters. They lost two guys to the NBA last year. They lost four. This year, though, they lost two last year. The year You're before, right. they lost they had, two to the NBA. And they had the Pac-12 Player yeah. of the Year transferring in. They don't have that this year, and they lose more. So I just don't get it. I don't get it. If you're right, then bravo to you. Who knows if I'm right? We're just guessing. I know, but I'm saying you feel strongly about this. So if you're right, bravo I, to you. I no, just, I don't feel crazy strong. I think your reaction's stronger than the way I feel about it. I'm shocked. I really <laughs> just am shocked that you're think Gonzaga is going to win the league. I just think there's too much turnover. That's the least shocking thing in the history of the world, that Gonzaga would win the West Coast Conference. Not this year. <laughs> Coming up, 18-time West Coast Conference softball pitcher of the week, McKenna Bull, plus an ace from the Backcats pitching staff. Riley Gates previews a huge weekend. He literally throws fire. What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Ahern Rental. Your next job is our priority. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to all of you watching and listening. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. You know the drill. Follow at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN when you feel like talking about anything. Well, BYU Sports, hopefully, but yeah. Uh, 21st ranked BYU takes on Southern Utah tonight. 8 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. The Bad Cats playing good ball. Hopefully there's no rain delay for you, like the, or excuse me, the, the Lady Bad Cats. Yes, yeah. the Lady Bad Cats. The Bad Cats tried to play last night, but it was canceled, unfortunately, against Utah. Dang it. They'll get them in May. Who is your favorite to win the West Coast Conference men's basketball title next season and why? That is our Twitter question. Jeremy and I have very differing opinions. You should download the podcast to listen to a spirited opening segment. At Kip Kent tweets in, As an unbiased, informed sports fan, Gonzaga, because of superior execution, that's a shout-out to Mark Few, as a crazed, rabid BYU fan, of course, it's my Cougs. Yeah, blue goggles coming your way. <laughs> you need some huge blue goggles, that is for sure. Joining us now 
is Riley Gates, ace pitcher from the BYU Batcat staff. Riley, welcome to Studio oh, Riley, B. How's it going, guys? Thanks for letting me be here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. First time, right? Yeah, first time. Oh, man. We wish that we were celebrating another BYU victory over the Utes. That was not the case because of the rain. However, you did get them earlier this year. Uh, what, what was it like last night being told that, okay, you're, you're not going to be able to play baseball? You know, it was pretty frustrating because on the way up to the field, I was talking to Bo Burrup, one of the other pitchers, and he was just like, man, I really want to play today. I hope we can play today. And then, so, you know, getting that built up, and then we finally get the game started. Jordan goes out, and then all of a sudden the umpires come like, no. And so we're thinking, you know, you just got to think in the present, like, okay, in 30 minutes we're going to play. 30 minutes we're going to play. And then Coach Little had met up with Coach Kennenberg, Utah's coach, and they started talking. And then he comes back out to the dugout, and he's like, all right, guys, get ready in two minutes. And we just look at each other and laugh because we knew we weren't going to play. <laughs> so we were pretty bummed, but you know what? It might be good for the pitcher's arms and some of the players that are beat up to, for the San Diego series. Yeah, and that's a good, uh, good series, an important one. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up in a minute. We heard you guys were writing what, like notes on a baseball and throwing them between dugouts. What yeah, happened there? I'm not really sure what was going on there. I did catch the last part, and all I saw was Rhett Parkinson with a baseball that said to be determined on it and threw it back. And so that's what I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I don't know what was being said. <laughs> well, yeah, with Utah, I'd be interested because there could be some trash talk even on the baseball, right? <laughs> there could be, yeah. but uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the game's to be determined. I want to ask you about another weird thing that happened recently uh, within the BYU baseball team, and that was Brian Sue's broken aluminum bat. Like, he takes a swing, and that thing just breaks right in half. I've never seen a metal bat break, break like that. Did you get a good look at that thing? I, I didn't see it till the video on your guys' Sports Nation, and you took that clip. I saw that, and I was like, wow. <laughs> I've never seen that before You down either. in the bullpen warming up or something? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that's probably what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> I, I, uh, on SportsCenter's Top 10, a guy... Uh, had, broke his yes. aluminum bat. In college baseball, and I'm like, hey, yeah. where's ours? BYU did it first. Did we not hashtag <laughs> SC Top 10? I don't know. Who who didn't ha- I, hashtag I SC know. Top 10? We need yeah. to find that person. Exactly. Um, let, let's talk about the dynamic in your family, because your cousin is Hunter Dimmick, mm-hmm. right? Who is the defensive end for Utah. He's hoping to be drafted or at least signed next week. What's it like with BYU and Utah and the fam? Uh, you know what? It's just good support. Obviously, BYU's the best. But you got to support your cousin individually. Mm-hmm. You always want BYU to win the football games, but you support your cousin. <laughs> That's a good approach. Uh, you have uh, a number of interesting uh, ties to what's going on in your family. In fact, your sister Kennedy, and uh, we send a shout-out to her and, and to your family. <laughs> she was diagnosed with cancer uh, about a year ago. You and some teammates wear orange bracelets and put her initials uh, on hats. How has... Kennedy's story been an inspiration and a boost to you and this BYU baseball team? You know what? For me personally, if I could say the thing I've learned most from this is like being grateful for a body, to be able to play the game I love and to enjoy it. You know, sometimes I get beat up or sometimes our teammates get beat up, but you just look at me like, at least I can do this. At least I can play. And, you know, she, she'll eventually start getting back into sports and stuff right now. She's getting better with walking. And she's doing a little bit of training things that people have given her so she can gain that. But it's just a thing that just grateful for your body and grateful to be here at BYU to be able to play for such a good program and where we're at right now, and we're doing pretty good. 
Absolutely. You were recruited uh, by a lot of good teams, uh, Arizona, LSU, San Diego, Stanford, to name a few. So what led you to BYU? Uh, going on a mission. I know uh, once I came, I went on a few other official visits, but after I came here, it was just right. It felt right going to the football games and seeing the players that were going to be on the team when I got back from my mission and just seeing how the coaches were. They were honest, and I trusted in them, and everything just fell into place, and it felt comfortable coming back. On Saturday, and you've had several of these moments in your BYU career, but this was the most recent. You came into the game with the bases loaded and no outs in the bottom of the eighth against Pepperdine. You struck out two and then got out of the inning on a ground ball. Why does that situation not freak you out? Because it does for a lot of fans and a lot of people, but in that you're like, yeah, okay, we'll be okay. Um, As soon as I go in, I really just focus on my cues, the things that I need to focus on to prepare for that outing. You know, baseball is the same game, whether there's guys on base or not to me. And you just got to take the same approach. It's 60 feet, 6 inches. When you're, when guys are bases loaded, it's not 70 feet. It's still 60 feet, 6 inches. So you just got to go back out, keep the same mindset, and have some fun. How do you not let the pressure get to you in that moment? Because, I mean, at the time it's 9-4, but you, the bases are juiced. The, the game could <laughs> swing very differently on one pitch, right? Yeah. Um, honestly, I just, the thing I think of is my teammates, just playing for my teammates. And I know they have my back. I know I got Daniel Schneeman, Chandler Chauncey, Colton Shaver, Brian Sue, just, and his broken so many, bats, so many people. Yeah. And his broken bats <laughs> and Nate Favaro and plenty of other guys behind me that, and especially Bronson Larson, takes a lot of credit. And those guys are just there and they're, we're here as a team and we want to win. And that's the thing. That's the most confidential thing that you can have as a pitcher, having those guys behind you and knowing that. They expect you to do those things. Riley Gates, left-handed ace for the BYU Batcats, with us in Studio B, making his Studio B debut, as a matter of fact. Do you have a preferred situation to enter the game? Like, if you could set up a scenario, what would it be? You know, I, I like bases loaded, but... <laughs> you like bases loaded? Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I just like pitching. Whenever, yeah. any situation, I'll go in, just, just give me the ball. I love it. What does Coach Little would say to you in a moment like that? Like, what did he, what did he say to you? What... What did Jeremy Davis say to, or, uh, Thomas? Thomas say to you Yeah, as you, as you ran, went out to the mound? So I went out to the mound, and Coach Little, the first thing he says is, hey, just take a deep breath. You know, it's okay if we give up a couple runs right here. We just need to get out of this jam. And I'm like, I just, oh, a couple runs? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just coming out of the inning with hopefully no runs, and then it worked out. <laughs> so You're like, Coach, I'm going to strike out the next two. And then I'm going to induce a ground ball. Okay? <laughs> that's the plan. We're going to do it. Okay? That's right. And, and that's what you did. Uh, you've given up one earned run, and you have 10 strikeouts the last 10 innings you've pitched. What, what's leading you to that success on the mound? Um, like I was talking about earlier, just focusing on those, those specific cues I have when I get on the mound to keep me calm and focused. And it's been kind of a, a secret for me to help me perform better. And It's not a secret anymore. Yeah, it's not a secret anymore, but <laughs> it's just uh, just things that I've just really focused on, short and simple things to help me stay in check and focus on other things rather than focus on the stress and pressure of the game. I love how Coach Littlewood explains things and the words he uses to describe what his players do. Like he said that you have electric stuff. What is the most electric pitch that you have? <laughs> I don't know. I would probably say my curveball. Uh, but I've... You know, it's up to you guys when you're watching the games, but I'd say my curveball, it's 12 to 6, and it moves a little bit. But, yeah, 
I'll take your word yeah, for it. Yeah, twelve to six is a lot of movement. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> what what um what other pitches do you throw? So I throw a changeup and then just a fastball. Mm-hmm. What's your where does your fastball sit? Um, just around high eighties, low nineties. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What's it like being? Uh, you know, everyone warms up. You're going to be in the bullpen if needed, right? Um, so how mentally? How do you stay mentally in the game? Especially in a game like yesterday. You don't even know if you're going to play. If you do play, it's probably later in the game. You don't know what the situation's going to be. That's, that's interesting. Um, honestly, you just got to be calm and expect to go in the game. But just be loose. Just have a calm, calm mindset towards it. And just knowing that once your name gets called, that's when you kind of are checked into what you're assigned to do. Because you're thinking about the game as it's going on in those certain situations. If this guy's up, what I need to throw him. And all these other types of scenarios. But... When your name gets called in the warm-up in the bullpen, that's where it's kind of you lock in because you're, you need to be a little bit relaxed because that helps with everything else that come in, comes in with, like, stress and everything in the situations. Who's the uh, dude that's the most chill that helps you stay loose on the team? <sighs> I would say the whole bullpen. They're all funny. They always crack <laughs> jokes back there. But I would have to say either Keaton Senatiempo or Kendall Motes. Okay. Those guys are hilarious. Dinner time. And Kendall Motes. Dinner time. (laughs) Very good. Riley Gates with us. The objective this weekend is to do something that BYU baseball has never done, and that's win a West Coast Conference game in San Diego. They're in first place. They're 12-3, I think. BYU, a few games back at 9-3. What's the mindset you take into San Diego, a nationally ranked team this weekend? Win the first game. It's huge. Um, You know, obviously we'd love to sweep them. That's our mindset. We're here to play baseball, and – I'd love to get that first win and go on from the rest of the series. But right now, just focusing on that first win. Just get one. Get one. Yeah. This never happened. They're, yeah, they're super one. good, but the good news is Chris Bryant plays for the Chicago Cubs now. <laughs> That's the greatest news ever. He was impossible to get out. Oh, my gosh. Not just for BYU, for, for everybody. Every, well, everybody. Ask the entire uh, NL and the uh, Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Uh, Riley, would you like some BYU Sports Nation karma? Uh. It depends if it's good or bad. It's fantastic. Traditionally, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> One of the best investments you can make. With that said, we deliver you the BYU Sports Nation karma and keep up with the tradition that we have in Studio B, and that is all of our in-studio guests sign our stretch white flag. So if you don't mind, please give us your autograph. But you have to sign it with your other hand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do write with my right hand. Oh, you write with your right hand. Rose, left, right, right. Okay. You want me to sign it right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Riley Gates, in-studio B. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, men's golf coach Bruce Brockbank will join us to preview the WCC tournament, but first, McKenna Bull. Hey, she's an ace in her own right. Whoa, whoa, Riley's knocking things down. Just a shovel. Everything's okay. <laughs> Everyone calm down. <laughs> Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. Things discussed thus far that you should download the podcast to relive or hear for the first time. Uh, one, is Gonzaga still the West Coast Conference favorite to win in men's basketball because of the departure of the WCC Player of the Year, Nigel Williams-Goss, to the NBA draft. Reportedly, he's going to sign with an NBA agent. Secondly, Riley Gates of BYU Baseball, left-handed ace, just joined us. Why he likes inheriting a bases-loaded situation. Yeah, yeah. who likes that? I mean, you got to be a little, a little crazy to, to love that. So I, I love that he loves that, right? Hey, coming up Saturday from 3 to 5 Eastern time, live on BYU TV in the app, we will be in Las Vegas with a BYU Sports Nation from the BYU Fan Fest. It is at Craig Ranch Regional Park in Las Vegas. 
uh, 12 to 2 local time, 3 to 5 Eastern time. Come hang out with us, either watching on TV or in person. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines, NFL.com's Chad Reuter released his six-round mock NFL draft this week and has Harvey Longy as a projected third-round pick to the New England Patriots, reunited with Kyle Van Noy. And that's higher than Jamal Williams, who he has going in the fourth round to the Houston Texans. Eight days away from the NFL draft. Can't wait. Number 21, BYU Softball hosts Southern Utah tonight, 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio and the apps. Cougars are looking for their 11th straight win, West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week. Times 18. For the gajillionth time, McKenna Bull will join us in a moment. BYU baseball's game with Utah was canceled last night due to rain. Hashtag safety first. The game will not be rescheduled. Batcats head to San Diego to start a three-game series with first place in the WCC and 26th-ranked San Diego tomorrow. There's a top 30 poll, so that's why that gets in there. Yes, the Baseball Writers Association. (laughs) They are 25th in another prominent poll. Make it a random. They're 19th in one poll, I thought. Mm. WCC player of the year Nigel Williams-Goss is mentioned from Gonzaga, has declared for the NBA draft. He'll sign with an agent. The Zags have turned two starters from this year's national runner-up team. Changes the dynamic of the league a little bit. We discussed that, as you mentioned, Spencer, in the first segment. Ah, uh, yes. The reigning West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Year, McKenna Bowl, is in Studio B to join us. In fact, let's start this thing off. What's up, McKenna? Hi. How you guys. doing? Good, how are you? With a huge congratulations for winning the McKenna Bowl Pitcher of the Week Award <laughs> presented by the West Coast Conference. Yeah, which is our stat of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. McKenna Bowl has been named the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week 18 times in her, her career. Does it get old? Well, I mean, every week it's like an honor, and I'm very grateful to get it, but at the same time I'm like, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who, how do you find out that you win the Pitcher of the Week? Um, usually someone sends it in like our group message, like so-and-so is one Player of the Week or Pitcher of the Week and stuff. So I usually find out before the articles come out, but, you know, it's just however the word gets around. Do you get anything other than a verbal nod? At the end of the year, I get like sheets of paper, like with the weeks that I won Pitcher of the Week, and it's like... <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Sweet. You should put one in a frame, all of them. Ding, 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 just <laughs> yes. all over yes. your apartment. I'm pretty sure my mom has a scrapbook, so. There you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, some, some more material for the scrapbook. Yeah, exactly. Them. There you go. Uh, who was it that called McKenna, McKenna the Raging Bull yesterday? Was that one of our <laughs> Twitter on, followers? Twitter. Yes. I think it was uh, Brendan Hans- or Brandon Henson's dad. Oh, Otis. Uh, Otis? Yeah. McKenna Otis. the Raging that. Bull. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I've been given some odd nicknames while at BYU. <laughs> so, what other odd nicknames have you been given? I don't even know. The Dream Crusher by Gary Shidey. I Crusher think the is... Dream Crusher. That's awesome. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's violent," and <laughs> I don't know how I feel. So, <laughs> it's it's violent on an inanimate object. So yeah. I think that works. Okay, you're 21 and four this year. Mm-hmm. ERA of 1.56. 159 strikeouts. How would you evaluate your performance in the circle this season? I mean, personally, I think this is my best season so far. I've had a lot of success, but, I mean, I have to, like, give credit to my team also because I don't hit. They score me all the runs. I wouldn't get any of these wins without their bats and their defense and stuff, so I can't do it by myself. So I'm just really happy that I have such a great team. I joke on the broadcasts, and we have another one live tonight on BYU TV, 80s from Six Mountain against Southern Utah, that you own 
every record that was ever invented for softball <laughs> in terms a, of just pitching. Just about. I looked this okay. morning. Yeah. All-time leader in wins, strikeouts, innings pitched, complete games, shutouts, saves, and you've also set a new record by going 22 consecutive scoreless innings. That's currently. That's right now. It's, yeah. still, it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. It's still yeah. going. Okay, no, so no that, that's today. put on the line tonight. <laughs> this is an uncomfortable question, but, I mean, we feel strongly that you're the best pitcher in BYU softball history. Where, where do you stand on that subject? I mean, there's so many good pitchers in the past, and I've had the chance to talk to some of them, and they've taught me a lot. But, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. I don't know. I would say I'm the best, but I think that each pitcher in the past is different. We're all so unique in, like, our skills and our traits, and so it's hard to evaluate that question, I would say. I feel like it's the BYU quarterbacks where you've kind of built on each other the Mm -hmm. greatness of the early pitchers, and you've kept going. Paige Affleck and – uh, you know, uh, Tobias, and you just kept going. And now you have a situation where you have some some good players behind behind you, the Paulson mm-hmm. sisters. How has that taken off some of the pressure of, okay, if today I don't have my A game, that, okay, we have some good pitching behind me? Yeah, it's really, really nice, and it's a convenience for me. But at the same time, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do my job. But if I can't do my job, at least I have someone behind me that's – going to be able to finish the game and get us the win because ultimately that's what matters is the team win. And, I mean, it's so convenient and nice, and I don't even have enough positive things to say about the pitching staff behind me. Gary Scheide, our BYU softball (laughs) analyst, the one who dubbed you the Dream Crusher, has also called BYU's batting lineup Murderer's Row. When you combine (laughs) the Dream Crusher with Murderer's Row, and he's validated in that because – BYU softball has done things that they've never done before. I mean, you have three top 20 wins. You have a one to nothing loss in Eugene against Oregon, a top three team. And you roll your eyes at that because you're like, we should have won that game. That one hurt. That one hurt a lot. (laughs) But And the one run was on an unearned uh, run. So what is it about this team that is is different, that has allowed you to do things that you've never done before? Um, I think that we have a lot of upperclassmen that have all been playing together for so long and then the influence of like the freshman and sophomore class that really just brings it together. And we're so, we're just clicking on all levels right now. And I mean, hitting, pitching defensively, like everything's just coming together on and off the field. And I just think it's such a good year for BYU softball. And I'm really glad that I'm a part of it. And it's not (laughs) next year. (laughs) I think this is the best BYU softball team ever. And there have been some really good ones. 2010. Yeah. Super regional. And and we'll see how it plays out, obviously, but it's, it's very exciting. Watch them tonight. Um, Do you ever get bored in a five inning game? Are you like, Oh, I wanted to go seven or five. You're like, sweet. Let's get out of here. There. It depends on the day. I mean, some days I'm like, this is the longest game of my life. <laughs> Let's end this in five. But other days I'm like, that was kind of boring. Like, can we like keep it going? Like yeah. make this a little interesting. But some days I'm just happy that my team is just smacking everyone. And I'm just excited to be out of there and go home and take a nap. Yes. BYU smack ball. BYU smack ball. <laughs> <laughs> right. I forgot about Smackball. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Mackenzie St. Clair. Oh, man. Yeah. You've been donning um, some glasses. Yes. I, I know. I'm guessing these aren't 3D glasses like Ziggy Ansah. These are probably prescription. They're prescription glasses, yeah. yes. But so you need them to see better instead of mm-hmm. contacts or something before? Yeah, yeah. I sometimes wear them like when my eyes get irritated or something. I like the glasses. I like to pitch in the glasses. I, th- I feel like I see better, even better than I do with my contacts. So mm-hmm. I sometimes wear them and 
kind of like it. Don't so. let anybody convince you otherwise. <laughs> you do what makes you feel comfortable. When you throw a two-hit shutout with glasses on, it's okay. You do whatever you want. Have you seen Major League? Yes. Wild Thing? You're that's like why, you're like the Wild Thing of That's my walk-up right? song. Yeah, seriously? Yeah, that's why I picked it. That's amazing. Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. McKenna Bull, the West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Year last year and 18-time West Coast Conference Pitcher of the Week with us in Studio B. Uh, you just answered a question that we wanted to ask about the walk-up song, so you've got Wild Thing. Uh But when you look at goals for BYU softball this season, because of the expectations they've been raised and because you are doing things that haven't been done, what is is the goal this year? Like, What do you feel like you can accomplish? I mean, I think that we could make it to the World Series, honestly. I'm very confident in this team and our ability to make it deeper in the postseason than we have since I've been here. And, I mean, you look at this team and it's just so stacked defensively, offensively, and we have such – a pitching staff that works so well together. And, I mean, this is our year. I truly believe it. I mean, we've been ranked almost every week this year. And, I mean, I don't even know what else to say. Eight weeks total, I believe, which Mm -hmm. is far and away the most that BYU softball has ever been in the top 25. Yeah, Yeah, and one super regional for BYU softball. And the key to that is getting out of that regional, obviously. And you guys are in a good position at this point to potentially host if you kind of keep things going, right? definitely. If we keep... Going the way we're going, we have the potential to host, which would be amazing. I don't, I don't want to travel to another person's home because it's so hard to play at a regional somewhere else because their fan base is always so crazy and it's so hard to win somewhere else. I mean, it's possible, obviously, but I mean, to host would be the dream. I, how many times BYU host? At least oh five. Maybe there was another one in there. So it hasn't happened a ton. That'd be awesome. Mm-mm. So just kind of keep doing what you're doing. What, you played in a couple different conferences um, yeah. because it, it switched a few times. What's, <laughs> a, what's a, I say a few, like four. What is it like to actually play in the West Coast Conference? There's that branding familiarity with other sports on campus. And you guys won it the last few years? Yeah, we've won it the last four years, and, or three years, hopefully four years this year. But um, it's nice to kind of have that familiarity because you know the players and it's not like a surprise when you come into the game. Like, mm. who are they? What are they capable of kind of thing? It's like... Oh, I remember this girl from last year. She hit a dinger off of me. I'm not going to throw that pitch to her. <laughs> Something like that. So, I mean, it's nice to have that. So, Are those the notes that you're looking at on your wrist? Uh, when you, uh, uh, She hit a home run off this pitch last year. So I'm not I gonna, should start not gonna, keeping not that on the that inside pitch. flat, but those are actually pitching signs. Okay. So okay. Meredith will call out a sequence of numbers, and that's how I know what I'm going to throw. So everyone's on the same page. Very good. Change from game to game? Yeah, we have different – signs and uh, stuff okay. okay you have uh been a benefactor of the boa sports nation karma a few times and, <laughs> and we're not going to leave you out today let's, awesome let's grant mckenna bull it, yeah her measure of the karma thank you yeah well we already mentioned the stat i don't yes. want to be the, the jinxer <laughs> but i don't believe in such i so, do so okay <laughs> never mind then i'll be quiet i'm not going to say the right, stat. Well, yeah yeah we'll uh Put the karma on the line with that as we juggle those things around together. <laughs> McKenna, it's great to talk to you. Congratulations yeah, on everything you. you've accomplished. Thank you. We're looking forward to more from BYU softball. 21st-ranked team in the country. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we preview the West Coast Conference Golf Tournament with the head coach, Bruce Brockbank. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store 
the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. This is your day-to-day play-by-play of BYU sports. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern sharp, especially if you missed the 12-second movie review from Jerem Jordan on Fate of the Furious. Yeah, that's that's how long it took, 12 seconds. Hey, uh... <laughs> The game won't be much longer than that tonight. It could be a five-inning game. Who knows? Uh, number 21-ranked BYU plays Southern Utah tonight in softball. 8 Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. I love that we can say things like that. Yeah, it won't last long because the team will never say that, but we're like, yeah. It's, it's kind of mean. Like, if Southern Utah is watching, like, I apologize for that comment. Actually, I don't. It's Try hard. <laughs> BYU. <laughs> BYU's really good. <laughs> Try I'm hard. I'm a jerk. I know it. <laughs> Try hard. Twitter question today. Who is your favorite to win the West Coast Conference men's basketball title next season? This on the heels of Nigel Williams Gossa, WCC Player of the Year, announcing that he will sign with an agent and enter the NBA draft. Is it wide open? Jerem doesn't think so. I think that it's a St. Mary's Invitational next year. Download the podcast to hear all that. At Mormon underscore Madness, one tweets in, I think St. Mary's will have the upper hand this coming year. Unless Gonzaga gets good transfers, I think they're going to get knocked off. (laughs) I love the smirk. (laughs) I don't need to say anything. The Joining power us of now no words. in Studio B, our third guest, Bruce Brockbank, head golf coach at BYU and approaching hosting the West Coast Conference yeah. Tournament. That is awesome. We've been plugging it. We want a ton of people out there, Coach. Uh, how do you feel approaching a tournament that you're going to host? Well, you know, we've been looking forward to this since we've joined the conference. Um, you know, they had uh, a neutral site where you would go every year, and, and about uh, the year we started uh, in the conference, they decided to let each team host. So we're, I think it's the fourth year in that. And uh, we're excited to have it Riverside Country Club. And the course is in fantastic shape. So looking forward to it. So every, I don't know how many teams are in, like seven or something? There's nine men's and There's nine uh, men's. five women. So just every nine years you host? Is that the idea? Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I think uh, there will be a neutral site in the plans in the near future if the coaches have anything to do with it. Hmm. What challenges will Riverside Country Club present to the field this year? I mean, it's your home course. You're, you have an advantage because you know it so well. So what, what will the field be dealing with? Well, I think, uh, you know, we had a little rain last night, so that will soften things up. The firmness of the golf course would have been a, a big challenge. Uh, the speed of the greens and then uh, got the, gruff, or the rough growing up a little bit that uh, will definitely uh, get their attention. What would you prefer, ideal conditions or a little rain to soften it up, like you said? Well, you know, we're in Utah, so I like the cold weather, and (laughs) a little bit of wind and cold would be really nice, but the forecast is going to be maybe some more rain and uh, good conditions. So you're going to see some good scores. Is there home course advantage in golf? Sure. There's no question, but you still got to come out and get the job done. But the Riverside would definitely favor us, uh, but you you got to play golf. What kind of crowd would you prefer in this weekend's setting? Like Happy Gilmore-esque with noisemakers <laughs> and beach balls and stuff? I mean, what, what do you want out there? You know, I'm not a big fan of Happy Gilmore, but I, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't change a lot. You know, you ask the guys on the team, they'll say, Coach, come on, get real. We're, we're not back in the whatever century. Um, but they, I, I'd love to just see you know people come out and enjoy great golf, and, and hopefully we can put that on display. It's free and open to the public. Riverside Country Club, Thursday through Saturday, all-day golf. Men's and women's uh, go out and rep the Y. Yeah, absolutely. And there's momentum in sports, in walks of life, right? And you guys just won 
the Pink Cougar Classic at Riverside. So how can you carry that momentum into this at the same course? That's what we're hoping to do. You know, the Cougar Classic has always been a week or two before our conference championship. And Coach Tucker, for 35, 40 years, did the same thing. He loved to bring teams in for the Cougar and hopefully um, get some momentum and then take it right in, you know, off a win and take it into a conference championship. So we've tried to continue to ride that, ride that wave. Rhett Rasmussen, uh, one of your freshman phenoms, joined us recently in Studio B. He didn't have a nickname. I kind of gave him a nickname. I call him Rhett the Jet. Jerem wants to call him Whiskers. I call him Whiskers after that <laughs> facial hair performance <laughs> the other day. Well, how, he, do you, how do you look, feel about As those? he mentioned, he's got nicknames, but I, you know, he was a little uncomfortable with that. And I'm not privy to those. But you know, we've called him R&R. Uh, Rhett the Jet, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. But you know what? What a great kid, and it's yeah. really fun to have him on the team. The, uh, I wanted to ask you about Mike Weir. Uh, 2003 Masters champ. He's going to be inducted into the Canada Sports Hall of Fame. What, is, what does it mean to have Mike Weir connected to this program? And it's amazing history. You know, Mike has uh, – the one thing that you can say about – there's a lot of things you can say. But one thing, he's, he's always been a great ambassador for BYU. He loves this place. It's a big part of his life. And, uh, you know, he loves Coach Tucker and the golf program. And, you know, and, and whether he wins or loses, he's just a very generous, great guy. And, and so it's a privilege to have him a part of the program when he's able to be here and even when he's not. You talk about Mike Weir, throw in Daniel Summerhays, Zach Blair, Keith Clearwater, Bruce Summerhays. And I don't even have time for all the names. There are like, so great. many great golfers in the history uh, at BYU. What is it about this program and school that has lended itself to putting that tradition together? Well, you gotta you gotta start with Coach Tucker. Carl Tucker was phenomenal. He used to own the West Coast. If there was a kid that could play golf at a high level, he would figure out a way to get him here. Glenn Tuckett, our athletic director at that time, and there's just so many people that go into that puzzle that uh, provided the kids an opportunity to be here and built that foundation that we're just trying to continue to, you know, grow the tradition. Coach, if you were playing in this weekend's tournament, would you compete for an individual championship? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you my game is, is uh, it's non-existent, but I sure like watching great golf, and, and we've got plenty of that on the team. All right. Well, uh, we would love to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and uh, compete and win a West Coast Conference championship. Coach, thanks for coming into Studio B. Yeah, good luck. My pleasure. We're looking Thank forward you. to it. Again, reminder, check out BYU Men's and Women's Golf at Riverside Country Club. Open to the public, free of charge. Watch them compete and rep the Y. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, another top 10 BYU team that you should all pay attention to. And as Jerem mentioned, a Hall of Fame induction for one of golf's major champions. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's trio of guests, Riley Gates of BYU Baseball, McKenna Bull of BYU Softball, and Bruce Brockbank, the head coach of BYU Men's Golf. Coming up this week, Zach Selyus will join us from Men's Basketball, and of course, Jared Ward, who took 10th in the Boston Marathon on Monday. He'll How about join that us the guy? Program. Top 10 finishes in the Olympics and the Boston Marathon. You could, you could argue he's the best at his sport from BYU right now playing. I mean, that's a fun conversation, right? He would be in that combo. Think about how many runners there are in the world. Runners. There are a lot in my neighborhood. He's 
one of the 10 best in the world Amazing. at a marathon. That's crazy. Amazing. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the draft. NFL.com's Chad Reuter released his six-round mock NFL draft this week. Harvey Longy is a projected third-round pick to the Patriots. Love it. And Jamal Williams is a fourth-round pick to the Texans. Softball. 21st-ranked BYU hosting Southern Utah tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can also check that out on the apps. They're free. The Cougars working on an 11th straight win WCC Pitcher of the Week, McKenna Bull, is working on extending 22 consecutive scoreless innings pitched. Baseball. Batcats game with Utah last night, canceled due to rain. Hashtag safety first. The game will not be rescheduled. The Batcats head to San Diego to start a three-game series with the 26th-ranked Toreros tomorrow. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund, one for four in his job yesterday for the Burlington Bees. Cross country. The NCAA announced BYU will host the cross-country regionals in 2018 and 2021. Lacrosse. The Cougars ranked sixth in the latest MCLA Division I poll. BYU plays at Utah Valley tonight. Sports. Former, my favorite one, former <laughs> Cougar golfer. What was it, golf? Just so we could play sports? Sports. Former Cougar golfer and Masters champion in 2003, Mike Weir is one of nine inductees for this year's Canada Sports Hall of Fame. I believe he's the only non-curling hockey guy in there. I'm just kidding. Where was the first Canadian man to win a major tournament on the PGA Tour? 2003 Masters. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. <laughs> How fun you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout today? Bull. She's been so dominating. She carries into tonight's game on BYU TV Day at Eastern. A 22 consecutive scoreless innings pitched streak. That is unbelievable. Woo! 22 consecutive Don't innings. Don't say it. You'll jinx no, it. Even Don't if, live even your if life that way. it stops at 22, it's a record. It's amazing. So what? It's unbelievable. Yeah. She's already set the record. Exactly. Twitter question today. Who is your favorite to win the West Coast Conference basketball title next season and why? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Jelly Belly Kelly says, well, my favorite scenario would be if BYU won. Yes, that would be every BYU, Absolutely. Fan, BYU fan's favorite scenario, right? I agree with that. Our elite tweet of the day from at Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. The answer by default is Gonzaga. The championship is theirs to lose. Even with losing some players, they almost always bounce back. It's the almost always part that you're hanging on to. Right? Absolutely I am. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Let's give a shout-out to Wyatt Paget. We'll be back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern in Studio B. And don't forget, Vegas on Saturday. But tonight, 8 Eastern, softball, baby. Will McKenna Bowl get to 23 consecutive scoreless innings pitched?